Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 10th episode on DEB Sports Podcasts, on your daily sports podcasts, including with your cast, Eric Meekum and Don Corbett. Yo, yo, yo. Um, Blake Long is unfortunately could not be here with us today. Um, had some business to deal with. Uh, so You said we'll that like, acting like he had passed him. away. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> He won't be with us. He's still with us as spirits, you know. Um, I miss you, Blake. Uh, come back on the pod soon, you know. I love you. We love you. But uh, speaking of, we got plenty of things to talk about because I want to put this out that whoever listens to to us, I sincerely apologize to everybody out there. Um, y'all probably wondered, what the hell are these guys doing? You know, it's been a month and a half since they've done their last show. Um, we've had, we've had a couple of discussions, man, don't admit that we've had bigger plans, but you know, we've just been busy. Um, but good news is, uh, before we get into topics, um, in about next month, me and Don are going to be living together soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be full sin house, in, baby. We're going to be moving in the full sin house. Uh, hopefully it'll boost up our career slash dreams of doing this every day because we'll be together we could work on this it'll be easier for us because instead of being an hour away you know it's just hard out there and then that's when we're probably going to start posting stuff on youtube um i'm gonna try and invest in a camera that where you can actually see our ugly behind faces <laughs> yeah um and you know we'll probably just upload like little short clips instead of the whole podcast you know kind of like how every other like Stephen A. Smith show, Colin Cowherd, you know, Max show, you yeah, it. just heard that way y'all can get y'all can see what y'all want to see on there instead of just having to listen through all of it. But if you want to listen through all of it, it still helps. <laughs> well, with that being said, I guess we should go back into this and jump in on the NFL topics. Um, as of today, football season is officially back. With the NFL Hall of Fame game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. After, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Uh, such a long trip of no football. It kind of, uh, if, you, if you're a huge football fan, as me and Dalton are, you kind of get the uh, realization of, like, what it feels like with football being out for so long. You know, with the last game. It's the worst offseason. Dalton was at our house watching the Super Bowl, and then. Fast forward to August 5th, 2021, we got the new season rolling in hands. Uh, Dalton, how are you feeling about it, man? Man, I'm excited. You know, like like I said, I just said this earlier, like this is the worst offseason to sit through. Because like with the, with the NBA, you got like the draft, you got free agency all back to back, and you maybe have like a month of a dead period or something like that. You still like got to wait for training camps and everything. While yeah, it's exciting for your team, but it's not exciting like, just for like the everyday NFL fan. Not the it, the diehards is it's you know it's exciting for it. it's, to see those updates that T Law just hit Tim Tebow in the end zone for a touchdown. You know to see <laughs> Jalen Waddles going off for the Miami. You know it's good for the the hardcore fans out there. But now that we're getting into some actual football, we're gonna have football every week up until February, and it's just it's the best time Thank of year. Goodness. It starts to get cooler, no more summer heat, especially down here in Florida. You know, it's just I think that's what that's the most exciting part about football season is wake up every Saturday, Sunday morning, uh, 
and football's gonna come on in a few hours. You know, you get to make your breakfast, you get a good brunch, um, make some badass dinners, have the beers with the boys. About to say, have some brewskis. It ain't no, ain't no better time than that, in my opinion. Honest, honestly. Um, but a couple things I want to get into. Um, there's a couple of things that's happened. I'm gonna bring up uh, the buzzing situation that. Uh, Deshaun Watson could still be traded, or Deshaun Watson has been showing up to practice for Houston, still wants to be traded. Um, Carson Wentz fractured his foot, is out 5 to 12 weeks. Same thing happened to Quentin Nelson as the all-pro guard for the Indianapolis Colts as well. So, um, quite some things happening. Trevor Lawrence looking really good. Um, Joe Judge disciplining the New York Giants after – a brawl that resulted with Daniel Jones being at the bottom of the pile. Um, I don't blame him for that. I 100% agree with his team. And unfortunately, he ran the piss out of them so hard that May one of the linebackers retired that same day. So football is officially back, baby. Um, that's really it, you know. The Carson Wentz thing is such a such a downer if you're a Colts fan, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, but we talked about it on Jags previous. Fan, oh, yeah. If you're a Jags fan, you're ecstatic. If you're a Jags fan, you're gonna be co- we're going to be coming in second place in the AFC South Division now. So, you know, I can't really complain about that. You know, and depending on how T-Law plays, like, honestly, y'all could make a run for first. Like, it's not like the Titans are absolute world beaters. You know what I mean? Like, Tannehill still has to put the ball on the spot, and they still got to block for Henry. You know what I mean? And the defense has to show up. Like, every other team. Like, I mean, a lot of I mean, things. That's gosh, the beautiful thing about have. the NFL is that anything could happen. They have a lot, don't get me wrong, but we've seen a lot of teams have a lot that haven't played that well. That's you know what true. I mean? So, like, they could they could easily have an offseason, but I don't think that that's going to happen. But second place definitely seems doable. Yeah, you know? it does. At this point in time, it does. But does that hurt y'all, you think, in the long run? Or would you rather have, like, would you rather have, like, kind of a mediocre year that you could get a better draft pick, help surround T-Law with some people, or you just want to be, you know? Um, I think we should just take our time because the way i look at it for jacksonville's sake i don't think urban meyer is going to be with us long at all i say urban meyer has four years with us i'm sure i've said that plenty of times um say for example if we go seven to ten i'm not going to completely you know be upset about it but i want us to start winning but it's going to take some time got a new quarterback rolling in got a whole new it's just a whole new culture in jville baby you know whole new offense everything but oh, the Carson Wentz thing hurts because we talked about it on the pod. I don't know if me and you agreed with it, but I really do think Carson Wentz was going to get back to his old Philly days. Like, not the – I so you know, I re- Because he reunited with Frank Wright. Right. And I really thought he had a good chance. And, you know, he can, he can still come – you know, that five to 12 weeks, I definitely think he has a better chance of coming back before Quentin Nelson does just because of their size difference and stuff like that. I feel like it will be a lot easier to rehab a foot – on Carson Wentz's body compared to Quentin Nelson's, but mm-hmm. five weeks is a long time, regardless. Even if it is, even yeah. if it is the minimal, you know what I mean. That that could make or break your season. So it just sucks for football because I really do like Carson Wentz as a football or as a football player and a person. I really do think he could be great again. And Quentin Nelson might be the best guard or offensive lineman in the NFL. No, he's a he's an all pro. He's been an all pro ever ever since every year he's been playing for the Colts. You know, like, I mean, he, he is an absolute insane talent, and that hurts them regardless of Carson Wentz. Even if Carson Wentz was 
healthy or not. Because you could go get if they really wanted to, they could go get Nick Foles. You know, they could oh, get somewhat honestly, decent I was quarterback. About to bring that up. I think there's a possible, strong possible chance that could happen only because of who their head coach is. Right, and their offensive their offensive line is such a important position in football that people don't understand. Like games are won in the trenches. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's a, that's I saw this. The way I, been played. I saw this tweet on Twitter, and it was like, um, it was like uh, offensive linemen are like AC units. Nobody complains about them or nobody talks about them until they're broke. And it's kind of true. Like you don't ever hear anybody praising a great offensive line besides from like great or like analysts and stuff like that. But no, like everyday people aren't gonna talk about them. You know who's gonna get the the most of the credit and stuff? People like Patrick yeah. Mahomes. People like a Who's a good defense player? Jalen Ramsey, is, Aaron Donald. The offensive line really gets put kicked to the curb. And I understand from Dalton's point of view because I've played on the OLDL in my high school career. So I know what it feels like when um, running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks get the credit, but really when the real work is in the trenches where the real dogs are going at it. If you don't have time to throw the ball or you don't have a hole to run through, how are you going to move the ball? You know what I mean? Exactly. It's all about the trenches, baby. It is. It is. So yeah, that's good. that's gonna be huge. If Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz apparently have the same exact type foot injury, so it ranges from five to twelve weeks. Basically, the doctors listed five to twelve weeks because they're not too sure when they are actually gonna come back. So that's the only reason why. Um, it just sucks. But you know. So what do you think about Deshaun? Like, what do you see happening with that situation? I I think Deshaun Watson will be traded before the first week of the season. I think Philly I think Philly is the top market right now. I I just don't see Philly rolling with Jalen Hurts at this point because they've already given up Carson Wentz's contract and they don't have to worry about it because that's the Colts payout now. Right. Um they might I, I could see them bringing back Desha- I could see them bringing Deshaun Watson to the squad. That would be such a good team. They would, would be, be scary. So, oh, he would be so they would be scary. Them. I would love to see it happen. I would too. And I, I don't really like, don't even like Philly like that. Like they piss me off really because they're fan base. And like, and I'm not leave, and I'm not gonna leave like Denver out of the situation either. I think Denver, Denver would be really, days. really good, bro. Denver um, would be scary. That would be such a scary AFC West. That would be um, such a scary AFC West. I think the quarterback controversy would be a little bit more breaking news if Aaron Rodgers. Went somewhere else, but Aaron Rodgers did report to training camp and it's been in practice every single day for the Green Bay Packers. So, Green Bay Packers got their quarterback back. Um, he's back on the squad. Uh, Devontae Adams is coming back, but I doubt this doesn't last long for Green Bay because there's something broken interne- internally. There's something broken internally. There's something broken internally because Aaron Rodgers admitted on the press conference. Uh, after the first day of practice, he admitted that um, the front office were pulling strings that he was not a part of, that he wanted to be a part of. And, and he should be a part he of. he wasn't a part of those front office situations, um, the general manager would come, was cutting players behind his back, um, and they were hiring coaches or firing coaches behind his back, and... He didn't agree on some of those terms. And now that Aaron Rodgers basically has grabbed him by the throne, Aaron Rodgers basically 
owns Green Bay now, so Green Bay's manager, uh, office manager, can't do anything. They they're not gonna do anything to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is a franchise quarterback. And not only he is he a franchise that, quarterback, he's a top ten quarterback of all time. He admitted that. Um, God, what did, what did he say? I remember he admitted some. Oh no, he said um. The only reason why people come to Green Bay is to win football games and to play with me. When he, and he said that, I was like, "Wow." You know, is like, I mean, is is that a little self centered? Yeah, but is he right? Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, he he, Aaron Rodgers probably is a top ten quarterback of all time. And that's the thing I tell you, I, like I tell Blake with the um, with the Jacksonville thing. Jacksonville is not a big market when you look at big cities. Neither yeah. is Green Bay. Green Bay is not. There's nothing to do there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's owned by the freaking uh, people that have like what stock shares or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's owned by the city. Like I mean, it is not a great. It's not. Not. I'm not gonna say it's not a great organization to play for. It's a great organization to play for. They've always won. They've always been good. But Mm -hmm. and they've lucked into a lot of things. They've had three really great quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, when you have a top ten quarterback of all time, not in the league. This isn't no Josh Allen. This is a top 10 quarterback of all time. Maybe the best thrower of the football we've ever seen. He can make every throw on the field. He's a winner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Surround him, make him happy. That's all you got to do. How many times have we seen great players, not even just in the NFL, in NBA, MLB, hockey, all these other sports, great players get traded or just don't want to be there because of the or- the organization screwing them over? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you make that dude happy. If he thinks this is what it takes to win, give him that. You know what I mean? Like, just include him. Like, ask his opinion. That'd be like me. That'd be like me and Eric doing this podcast, and Eric not telling me, "Oh, we're gonna talk about this, this, and that." Like, we're in this together. Like, if we want to make this big, we gotta do this together. It's the same thing with any company, anything. When you have a high asset like that, you please them. You know what I mean? And he it's not even a money standpoint. The dude rejected a contract that would make him the the highest paid NFL player in history. And, and what was the point of Green Bay doing that? Trying to make him happy. But that's not yeah, what – they're not trying to make him happy the way he like, wants to like be happy. I feel like something Green Bay should have known. Like, I feel like they should have known that the money was not going to make Aaron Rodgers happy. I guess – they were just we the knew that in the offseason. Everybody that, knows like, that. Every, like, we knew that. I'm not even a Green Bay fan. Like, I knew that situation. Like, I knew the money wasn't going to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Like, for He's Christ not happy he's with the draft second, picks. He's on his second $100 million contract. Like, he doesn't need any more money. Like, he knows he's set for life. Right. And you know Green what? Bay Kudos to him for that. happy in the past. Kudos to him for that, honestly. Because he could have just, just taken the money and shut up. Or, or he could have just retired from the game of football and just not right. give a fuck. But... He and, and that's one thing too. He admitted he openly admitted that he was he might have retired, and that sucks for a lot of football fans. Imagine if a league Rodgers MVP playing. would have retired the season after he won an MVP. Isn't that cra- that would be a hell of a story? Now that I think about that, that would be cra- that would be some insane sports news, right? Uh, and a a professional athlete having an MVP season and then retiring the year after like that never ever happens. Well, while we're talking about Green Bay, does Aaron Rodgers saying he's going to play, you know, showing up to training camp, everything like this, does it change your pick out of the NFC? Or no? 
I think I think Green Bay can make it. I think Green Bay is going to make it to the NFC Championship game again, but I'm not going to talk about the result yet. Right. Yes, yeah, see. Because I want to say I really think Green Bay could really do it because they have the pieces around them. They he has a top 10 running back. He has a top 10 tight end. Aaron Rodgers is still a top, top three quarterback, a top two, top three receiver. Yeah. So he has the key pieces around him. They just got to succeed. They just got to win. And like at the last, like last year's NFC Championship against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they couldn't, they couldn't convert the situations when they when they had to. Right. And you like, know what? The defense gave him a shot. The, the de- what? They got three interceptions. Brady threw three interceptions that game. Like, and I think playoff Lenny didn't he fumble or somebody fumbled. Like they had like four turnovers. Yeah, Leonard. For, I'm pretty. The third quarter. Now that I think about it, it was either third or fourth. I do remember. Like that, the defense though. was giving him opportunities. That's just, and that's just the difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Like at the end of the day, like Tom Brady's uh isn't as good of a thrower of the football, but Tom Brady's a better winner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I mean, you know, like whenever whenever they lost in the Super Bowl to who was it? No, whenever they played Russell Wilson and beat the Seahawks, right? The yeah. talk was, okay, who's better, Joe Montana or Tom Brady, right? And then yeah. some people were coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. You can't even make that case anymore. You know what I mean? The dude's 1-7, been to 10. He's played in 19 seasons healthy, and he's he's been to the Super Bowl more times than he's missed it. I think the I think Eric just cut out. So I'm going to carry it. But Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady, but he is still a great quarterback. You have to make him happy. They could easily make the Super Bowl this year, for sure. And at the end of the day, if you get a Super Bowl out of it, you look like the smartest people in the world. you know. But if he would have went somewhere else, and won a Super Bowl. If you'd have went to Denver and won a Super Bowl, you look like an idiot. So, go. All right, people. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I actually just got cut out from my mic. Technical um, difficulties. So sorry about that. Uh, Dawn had to carry for a couple of seconds. Um, what was what I was saying anyway was um, the only way I could understand Aaron Rodgers might be the better player. Throwing wise, mechanic wise, getting the ball on time, deeper arm. Aaron Rodgers is mobile, a better. Like he's a better quarterback in every mechanical way, but Brady's success is so much higher than Rodgers. And, you know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't mean but to turn this into a like that uh, for a lot of quarterbacks. Right. Like if Mahomes only ends up with one Super Bowl, you can make that case. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? The Mahomes has to win. But yeah, you have to win. It's all about winning. Not to get too far off the Green Bay thing, but I really do think they'll. I think I'm gonna go out and say it right here on say August fifth, twenty twenty one, twenty minutes into the podcast. Green Bay is going to come out of the NFC, and they're gonna play the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I want to say that too, but gosh, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna be pissed. Where they do it? I I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna be pissed. Now that he's trying to get the organization behind him, you know if some key if some key things are missing in, on the defensive side, 
you know, maybe he says, hey, let's trade a couple of these guys away and absolutely change the whole team around. Who knows? Matt LaFleur might actually coach well in big games. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? But I, right now, I would rather take Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady and the Bucks, just because Father Time is going to catch up sooner or later to Tom Brady. I'm not saying it's going to happen this season, but one day it's going to happen. Speaking of Brady, I think Brady turns 44 tomorrow. That is insane. He turned 44 like August 3rd, I think. Oh, no. Okay, 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 okay. My bad, my bad. I should have known that. His birthday was two days ago, so now he is 44 years old and is still... He's on his second year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice little fact. Him and Zach Wilson share the same birthday. What's up? Him and Zach Wilson share the same birthday. Oh, okay. So how old is Zach Wilson now? 21, 22? (laughs) Yeah. He almost doubles him. My gosh. (laughs) But, so, we've talked about Deshaun. We talked about Carson Wentz. We talked about Aaron Rodgers' situation. Do you still see Kansas City coming out of the AFC, or do you think the Bills? Uh, yeah, I see. I mean, most of the players came back for Kansas City as well, so I see. And um, they beefed up their offensive line. They beefed up the offensive line, signing Joe Thunny from the Patriots. Um, who who else? They got that. They got that. They signed Joe Thunny to that Baltimore Raven offensive lineman. Yeah, Orlando Brown. They made a trade with him. Uh, So yeah, they beefed up the offensive line very well after not having a very well performed offensive line in the Super Bowl last season. And there were some injuries and some switching, but, you know, yeah, honestly, and that's what a lot of teams can't do in sports now is after they win, they can't rebuild or they can't add. You know what I mean? Like A lot of people are like, oh, we we can win with what we just got because we have this. We we just won with this, you know, like, you know, kudos to them. I, I mean, I hope they keep winning. Like, obviously, I like Patrick Mahomes a lot. And they're fun to watch. It's easy to pull for him, especially because I don't want Brady to win anymore. I'm tired of seeing it. <clears throat> I watched in the AFC East forever. <clears throat> well, I mean, it's cool to see. It's like it'd be cool to see how many he can actually get. Don't get me wrong. Like that would be cool. Like, but I want somebody to have a actual shot of gain of getting it. You know, or of catching. Kind of like, for example, kind of like how Giannis is doing it right now. Like you know how LeBron, you know how LeBron is still debated on being the goat, and LeBron is still the best player in the league, and Giannis is kind of like catching up. I honestly, I honestly think that Giannis is the best player in the NBA now. Wow. I, wow. I mean, you can't tell me after that Finals performance, bro. Like, listen, people can talk about the Bucks team was a good team. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday play like absolute dog shit. <laughs> okay. Wow. I can't believe my question just turned into a debate that Dalton now thinks Giannis is the best player in the league. You you think LeBron still is? Points. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, 100%. It's LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Giannis. That's my top three. Okay. I, 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 I place Giannis at third only because he can't shoot. he's just getting started and – just finally got his first ring, so I'll put him at number three. And he done it by himself. You know, like, I mean, Chris Middleton, we talked about this whenever the Bucks were in the playoffs. I said, I don't think we can win with Chris Middleton. And we almost couldn't win with Chris Middleton. Like, honestly, if Giannis wouldn't have, that's the best finals performance I've ever seen in my life. 
Yeah, that 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 I could honestly say the same. That probably was one of the best final performances I've ever seen, other than LeBron. Like, bro, he averaged 30, 36 points, thirteen rebounds, five assists, a steal and a half, and almost two blocks on sixty percent, sixty one percent, sixteen seventeen on the free throw line. That game. Oh my gosh, yeah, that game that game six is insane. That was a fifty point game six closeout game. And everyone's like, talking about like you not being able to shoot. The fucking free throw line. I'm telling like you, bro. Like, and you, uh, me and Eric were watching it together, bro. I was sitting here stressed and up until about the third quarter from the free throw line. And I'm like, you know what? Keep sending his ass to the line, bro. Keep yeah, doing it because he's on fire. He, he was making them. He you know, if he them. could get a mid-range, he'd, he'd run the league. He would absolutely uh, he run would the develop, league. develop a mid-ranger? Oh, my gosh, yes. Like... I don't know, bro. Like I just, I just feel like he's literally unstoppable. He's like 07. He's he literally is 07 LeBron right now. Jump shots really not there, but he can take you to the rack and get points whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, that's that's basically how LeBron was up until maybe like the final couple years in Miami, and then he started getting his jump shot really down. Like I mean, he's a he's a deadly shooter now. Honestly, LeBron really is. Yeah. You know, especially from three-point range, he has really adapted well. So that gives me hope for Giannis. Now, I just think Giannis's shooting form is really whack. You know, it just yeah. look, it doesn't look he's so clean. Big. Yeah, his like, arms are not, so fucking long. Yeah, it's hard. For, it's hard for him. You know. Yeah, It'll but say, like same way with Shaq, like just big hands, long arms, just can't make the free throw. Unfortunately, the same problem's going to carry with Giannis unless he gets that down. You know, but the reason I can't agree with you about KD being better. Why? Because KD was literally in the same situation that Giannis was in. Like, maybe not players getting hurt, but he had a chance to beat Giannis and prove, you know what, I don't I don't need to have these two superstars on my team for me to win this game seven. You know what I mean? And he played absolutely I mean, insane. Don't get me wrong. He did. almost did, but almost he only almost counts in horseshoes did. and hand grenades. If I'd have said, if you, like, if we're sitting here and the Suns would have won 4 3. And I and I'm sitting here saying, oh, Giannis is the best player in the league. He almost beat the Suns. Like you know, I mean, it just weighs different. You can't really hold that. I mean, the dude's 26 years old, two-time MVP, Finals MVP, NBA champion. You know what I mean? KD, defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. KD. When did KD win a ring? When? How old was he? He had. He was in his 30s. No, he was late. 28. 28, 29. 27, maybe. Like I mean, he's he's on pace. I don't think they'll win another one. Honestly, I really don't. I don't. I don't think they can. I don't think, especially Wait, with the way. Do you the, think can't win another one, Brooklyn? I, no, I, I Brooklyn could definitely win it. Brooklyn, I still would put put Brooklyn to come out the East right now. <laughs> I really would. I don't think the, I don't think the Bucks can. The Buc, This is this is not a lucky championship because you still had to do the work, but they had a lot of things go their way. LeBron getting knocked out in the first round, it was yeah. big. You know, not having to go up against LeBron and the Lakers was big. You know what I mean? AD going down really hurt them. Um, the Nets being hurt sucks. Philly choking sucks. Because he has struggled against Philly. Giannis has struggled against Philly. Like, I mean, he, he literally had the perfect route to the playoffs outside of the Nets. And the Nets absolutely got, de- like, de- they deteriorated deteriorated Mm -hmm. like i mean you and you know and that's the thing about sports you have to be healthy your team has to be healthy that's part of the game 
you know. And but, it's hard not having uh, strong bench roles when Kyrie and James are out. You know, like, and it's not like listen. There was how many games did we see this season where Drew Holiday played like complete utter dog shit? Oh my gosh, I've seen plenty. But he shot thirty six percent from the field. On the defensive side, he would. He, he, he he's. Side of ball. We couldn't. We couldn't have won the championship without him. He 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 averaged I think like two steals a game in the finals, and almost that's ten assists. Really you know, like I mean, yeah. he 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 did do that's a part. All you really need from him because you just like because you could just let Chris, you know, let Chris Milton score, let Giannis score, maybe let Bobby Portis roll it in every once in a while, or let even let Brooke Lopez. Like Brooke Lopez had a thirty-three point game in the finals, right? At one point. But just think about it like this, okay? For the reason why the Bucks won't repeat. I won't win another one at least for a while. Okay. Clay's coming back. Clay Thompson's coming back. So the Warriors are going to be a threat. The Lakers rebuilt. The, speaking, of, speaking of the Lakers, uh, free agency. Yeah. Talk, talk on free agency. I'll get back to my point. We'll talk, talk about on that. Free agency. Um, big, now, big moves in free agency. A lot of teams look deadly. Free agency. So I'm going to go ahead. And give a no, give a rundown. Players that signed with teams this offseason. Uh, obviously, we know the Lakers deal. Like the Lakers just said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna sign every veteran that's gonna help out LeBron. We're gonna build a depth. We're gonna build depth on our bench. We really don't care who we bring back on our team." And they've brought some players, and they're the players I'm gonna say: Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore. They brought back Dwight Howard. They got Let's Russell. See here. The list goes on and on. They signed Wayne Ellington to a one-year deal from the Detroit Pistons. And I feel like I'm... You're they re-signed THT. They re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker. You forget so Westbrook. Good for them. He's a good young role player. And, most importantly... They traded for Russell Westbrook. Oh, they also signed Malik Monk, too. Like, that team could be deadly. If you have LeBron on so your they team, got themselves they're going to be deadly. Now. They still have Dennis Schroeder on the team as right now, so. Yeah, but, you know, oh, him wait. coming off the bench behind Russell is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I would stick with that, honestly. I would, But Dennis Schroeder is asking for way too much money now. He's requesting for way too much money. Especially with Russell so Westbrook's contract. What's up? Especially with Russell Westbrook's contract. Oh, the Lakers contract. also signed Kendrick Nunn, too. What the hell? The Lakers literally just signed everybody. The so, Lakers signed Kendrick Nunn to a two-year, $10 million deal. So they're probably going to be favorites coming out of the West. Chris yeah. Paul re-signed. Mm-hmm. Um, still to be decided is Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people are thinking he's just going to get a different deal with the Clippers. but And he might. I, I heard Shannon or Shannon Sharp say this on Skip, uh, the Skip and Shannon uh, yeah, Skip and Shannon, undisputed. He said, Giannis, or not Giannis, Kawhi, every time we think we have him figured out on what he's going to do, he does the complete opposite. So everyone's saying, oh, he's just going to re-sign with the Clippers. You know, like, that dude's that dude's out there. Kawhi is always quiet. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like the only reason why Kawhi Leonard doesn't talk much is because he lets the media talk all the shit they want, and then he just surprises everybody. Right. Like, when at like after the offseason when Toronto beat the Golden State Warriors the championship 
everybody was talking about Lakers or Raptors. That's the only option. He's going to team up with LeBron in L.A. because he's from his hometown, or he's staying with Toronto because they won the championship. For one, he is definitely not staying at Toronto because when the San Antonio Spurs traded him to Toronto, he specifically told them, trade me anywhere but the Toronto Raptors. So what do they do? They trade him to Toronto. We all know the story. They win the, cha- they win the NBA Finals. And then he surprises with going to the Clippers as starting his own L.A. era. So my thing is, he could surprise by signing with somebody else. It doesn't even matter for Kawhi because Kawhi can't even play next year because he just had surgery. So he's out for nine months anyway. Paul George would literally have to carry. Kawhi's hometown is Los Angeles, so I I assume Kawhi is going to stay put, but you never know with Kawhi. Like you said, Kawhi is literally a robot. He goes he to Golden State. He what everybody does, and he makes his own moves. He goes to Golden State, comes back right before the playoffs. God, oh, my God. Now, you know who I do see who might go to Golden State, who is now openly admitting that he wants to play for them, but they don't know what they're going to do. Who's that? The 76ers. Fucking Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. That would be the stupidest thing that the Golden State Warriors have ever done. You think so? Bro, like they already have a player like him. They have Draymond. They really do. And, like, I mean, if you take – if like, listen, this was the thing when LeBron went to the Lakers, okay? I said, Le- Lonzo is not going to evolve because LeBron is so ball-dominant and Lonzo has to have the ball in his hands. Ben Simmons is a liability on the court, except for the defensive side of the ball. He can play pretty decent defense. You know what I mean? But, like, on the offensive end, he's just – what are you going to do? You're going to get him to cut to the basket that everyone's going to guard. You know what I mean? The dude's not until he gets a jump a jump shot or can knock down free throws, he's a liability. And on that team, I don't think you need somebody like that. I think they need somebody. They need first of all, they need James Wiseman to really pop off this next year. They yeah. need. I mean, Andrew Wiggins just had one of the best seasons of his career last year. Is that crazy? Yeah. And listen, and listen, that team could like that team could be really good when Clay comes back. I could easily see them being in the Western Conference Finals because Steph Curry is an absolute. He's one of the, he's a top three point point guard, be, maybe yeah, top Warriors, two. Warriors, Lakers, like it really could. And I would like that because I would like to see Steph come back and do that after getting bounced in the uh, what what would they call it, the play in tournament, you know, yeah, the NBA play in tournament. Yeah, where to? I would love to see it, but. And I really just this this playoff series made me really not like Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I just don't like them anymore. You, uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel bad. I really feel bad for Chris Paul, though. I have to. Yeah, but he's acted like a bitch. He has been acting like an absolute bitch. Uh, I mean, like, where's the Chris Paul we like knew from bitch. the Clippers? I would act like a bitch too if I had lost. If I was like 0 four in the. Western Conference Finals and lost my first ever NBA Finals, and it might be the only after being up two nothing. After being up two nothing, which you have no excuse. Right. They were up two nothing, and Milwaukee comes back four four zero, and then went in a game six series. Like I mean, what are you what are you supposed to do after that? After you're being up two nothing, and the best team you could have had. That was actually had a chance of coming out of the final or out of the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals. Well, maybe not the Eastern Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference, because if they had got Atlanta, they would have fucking killed Atlanta. Oh, they would have. They would have easily killed Atlanta. But 
if you like, because everyone thought the Nets, it was gonna be Nets Lakers, right? Neither one of those teams made it because of injury. Let's be honest. Um, but the Bucks, Giannis was hurt, kinda in the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern Conference Finals, he was hurt. So there's uh-huh. a chance you're like, okay, well, Giannis isn't gonna be a hundred percent. So we got to take what we we got to get games early, and you got games early. In the LeBron or Le, Giannis went LeBron mode. He really did. Like I mean, he he took over the game, you know. Like, but you, there was so many times down the stretch where Chris Paul made dumb decisions, bad turnovers. You know, Devin Booker got stripped once. Like I mean, they just it showed. It really showed who wanted to win more. You know what I mean? Or who who. I don't, maybe not who wanted to win more because I do think Chris Paul and Devin Burker really wanted to win it. Like I hate when people say that usually, but like the Bucks played like they, they wanted to win more. You know, everyone everyone does. But look, if you look at that series, who played with more like tenacity? Who who looked more scared? You know what I mean? Like Aiden yeah. Aiden did not stop Giannis at all. I don't know. And then he got in foul trouble in Game Six. Basically, took him out of the fourth quarter. I, I mean, the Suns had everything go their way up until the finals, and they choked. Yep. You know what I mean? You can't be up to nothing and then not and then proceed to get reverse swept. You know that's one thing I wanted to cover too. What's that? You know how we were talking about Golden State earlier, right? You know how I've always felt like you know how Golden State has always been like the villains, like they've always been viewed as like the bad guys, right? Even though they did After the right like way. A couple years of of hold of hold back of curry being hurt clay being hurt now that they could finally hopefully come back finally healthy i feel like they're the good guys again you know you know they they were the good guys up until kd joined yeah and you cannot you cannot be mad you cannot be mad at a team for picking up kevin durant don't care if you won 73 games you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, if I'm if I'm the Bucks and KD says I want to come play for y'all, I'm signing him. <laughs> I don't care that yeah. I just won a championship. Exactly. Yeah, if I'm the Lakers and KD wants to come play for me, I'm signing him. Like you mean you can't you can't even hold that against the organization. Thing, you you have to hold that the against Warriors Kevin Durant. Drafted Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They, they built it the players. they built them the right way. Like how every every organization wants to build a team, they build them that way. They didn't want to bank on free agency. They built them from the draft, which is how like how the what is the that's what the draft's for. You know what Curry I mean? At the end of the day, on his second two hundred million dollar contract, like you got you drafted a top, maybe not top ten player of all time yet, a top three, top four point guard of all time. Yeah, you drafted one of the best shooting guards of all time. Like just from the just from the point of shooting, like because obviously he, I I don't I don't think I'd put Clay. Clay might be the best shooter of all time. Yeah, he him and it, you literally shooting. have the two best shooters of all time on your team. Literally, you know the what I mean. Splash Bros. You literally have the Splash Bros. You know, and like the only really free agent they've got is Andrew Wiggins and Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's a big one, but Andrew Wiggins was a good piece to pick up. Yeah, I, I thought Andrew Wiggins could. I think not Andrew free agency. Wiggins they traded for him. Did yeah, they trade for him? Oh yeah, yeah, it was the D'Lo, it was the D'Lo Russell and Andrew Wiggins trade. You I know, I, th- I actually thought D'Lo was going to be a good piece for them. I honestly. thought D'Lo was, but I think just three guards. It's hard to do that. It's hard. It's very hard to do now. But 
like you could put Steph at D'Lo at the one and two, but then you have to put Clay at the three, and it just doesn't really make sense. I got you. Because Clay's not really a slashing forward, so you would have to put Clay at the two. Right. And D'Lo obviously can't play the three either, and no, Steph has to stay at the one. So yeah, that that didn't really work out for them a couple years ago. I think they were just looking for somebody that could get like twenty points they, off they the bench. Just, yeah, that's true. But still talking about free agency, Kyle Lowry. Uh, Sign and trade Miami Heat. to the Miami yep. Heat. Um, and I think, didn't they get P.J. Tucker? P.J. Tucker's in Miami Heat now, yep. Bro, that team's dangerous. <laughs> they could be. That team they could really easily could come be. out of the East. I ain't sleeping on Chicago either. Honestly, Chicago that's another good moves. one. That's another good one. They signed Lonzo Ball and they signed DeMar DeRozan. That, 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 is a, that could be a good team, honestly. And they that, traded for Nikola Vucevic. That backcourt is nasty, bro. <laughs> Backcourt's nasty. It could be Lonzo, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan at the three. Um, bro, just imagine Lonzo throwing lobs to fucking Zach Levine, bro. Oh my gosh. I mean, what I ain't gonna lie. I am, yeah, honestly, but I'm kind of upset because I did like the Lonzo Zion thing. Like I did like that. I thought that could have been cool to see develop. But um, I, feel, I feel like, oh man, after Lonzo leaving the Pelicans, dude, I think the Pelicans are fucked now. Like. Listen, I think Zion's great. I think Zion's great. Leaving next year or the year after. But do you do you do you think Zion has potential to be like a top five player in the NBA? Oh hell yes, hundred percent. I do too. Hell yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. Hell but yes. what what are the Pelicans gonna do? That can change this. That can change his mindset. Well, well didn't they just um didn't they just get Jonas Valanciunas in a trade? With Memphis, hey, and go ahead. They got oh they didn't they, they were you about to say they got rid of Eric Bledsoe? Were you about to say that? Yes. <laughs> they got rid of Eric Bledsoe. So they got rid of their starting guards. So they're just ha- they just have Brandon Ingram at the three, Zion at the four, and then um, and Jones Brandon Ingram hasn't five. been what everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah. Wait. No. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he's good. Really... He's good, especially in two K, bro. In two K, he'd be balling. But yeah, it's like I mean, the dude was a high, high, like he was high on everybody's draft boards. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. talked about he's the next Kevin Durant. He's the next Kevin Durant. And well, okay, no, now uh, we I for, I literally forgot one thing. Devontae Graham signed a four year deal with the Pelicans, so he's their starting two now, or the one. But I'm pretty yeah, he's gonna be their starting two. So yeah, Devontae Graham from the Charlotte Hornets is now a New Orleans Pelican. The big winners of the NBA offseason, the Heat, the Lakers, and the Bulls. And that's not in order. I agree. agree. That's the three biggest winners. The Heat now have a really good chance to come out the East. They were already a playoff team. Then you add Kyle Lowry, who is an NBA champion. You know, I don't think he's playing at South Beach, Kyle Lowry. Wow. Right, like, and like bro, it. and that's another thing. Like, I was saying with like Green Bay earlier, the Heat are always good, bro. Like, ever since I've been yeah. alive, the Heat are always good. Obviously, like, they even, even after LeBron leaving, like the Heat were still a very fairly decent team. Right. Now the season after that was kind of rough because Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh got hurt. Well, Dwayne Wade got hurt and Chris Bosh had well, heart was problems. Old too. Right, but I mean, like they've always ever since I've been alive, they've been good because they had D Wade and they had Shaq. You know, before that they had, they had um, Alonzo Mourning in the nineties. 
You know, like, I mean, they've always had good players. And I, I, I think the league's better when the Heat's good. <laughs> I don't know why. I like the Heat. You know what I mean? I, but, I feel that, too. It just, Wait, it's, I mean, I remember when me and all my buddies were Miami Heat fans when LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh were in Miami from – I think everybody in Florida was a Heat fan. Everybody, everybody was. Everybody was a Heat fan. Everybody was. That, like, I don't know. It's just I think they're better with the – with the so who is your so who is your favorite signing to a new team this offseason? I like the Kyle Lowry to the Heat. I think that's the best one. I feel like I feel like it's the Lakers, dude. I feel like the Lakers just restocked on everything. Well, okay, you said like the greatest signing, so I was thinking like a one piece. The Lakers, I think, oh, won yeah. it. I mean, I do, I, I do. Oh yeah, I meant that. I meant just either way, but I feel like the uh, Lakers overall just made a great. Yeah, like, I'm not insanely excited about the Russell Westbrook thing. Um I think Russell Only Westbrook's a great player. LA. Don't Only get me wrong. The problem with LA though is who the hell is the best shooter on the team now? And you have you have to have a three ball, bro. You have to it, especially in this in this day's time you got to have the three point shot. Somebody's got to have a three point shot. I mean, you got guys on the team that could fairly shoot, but you have no deadly clay How are you on how are you going to beat the Warriors? If they LeBron's if the they go three, I think LeBron. I think LeBron is the best shooter on the team. Now that I think about it, which is not a good thing to have. And, and it's not. I mean, and it's not. And it's not. We're not saying like LeBron is a terrible shooter, but right. he's definitely not the best shooter either. Right. Like if you if he shoots ten threes, he's gonna make three to five. He's not gonna drain six or more, in my opinion. Like he's gonna stink like three to five. You need you need the guy who's gonna shoot like. Four for seven or four for six for threes every single game. Right. That's what you need. At the end of the day, the the thing the thing I have a problem with the NBA right now is, and you know what you can kind of say with the NFL because I we both think the Chiefs are going to come out of the or the AFC, but it's we're in the same boat we were last year. Who we think is going to come out the uh, East and the West? Lakers, Nets. <laughs> and I mean they're just so stacked. And every team that has any team that has LeBron, and that's why I can I mean, kind of, I can kind of agree with you for the Giannis not being as good as LeBron or not being the best player as LeBron or the best player in the league compared to LeBron. But because whatever team LeBron's on, they're gonna win. You know what I mean? They're gonna be yeah, good. Facts, they're gonna make a playoff. They're gonna make the playoffs. And regarding or not regarding, I don't know the word. I'm not that intelligent. But if injuries are not a factor, head to head. LeBron's team most likely didn't come out on top. Nine times out of ten. You know, that's just the 100%. way it is. So, um, I well, I would rank the offseason for the top three would be Lakers, Heat, and then the Bulls. The Bulls, yeah. It's just like, I don't think Lonzo or DeMar DeRozan is better than Kyle Lowry. You know what I mean? Like, old I mean, DeMar was good. Old Demar yeah. was better, but now I just think Kyle Lowry is way more consistent than Demar, and Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Lonzo's starting to come know, into like, his I own. Feel, I feel like Kyle Lowry could play another four years to be fairly decent. Right, like yeah, they I, I, they have I, a honest, good chance. I honestly think Kyle Lowry could be a starting point guard for the Heat the next three or four years. I know, bro. You got you got Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Bam. Bam. Then you got Duncan, and they resigned Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Robinson. Yo, the the highest contract for an undrafted player in NBA history. No way. Mm-hmm. Five years, ninety million dollars—the highest contract for an un, for, for an undrafted NBA player. player right now. 
Yeah. Wow. That is fucking insane. Congratulations. I mean, there's plenty of undrafted players that are better than him. Oh yeah, but like it's just the league. It's the league we're in now, like where you can pay people an insane amount of money. Like honestly, to be fair, it hates for me to say this, like, but players like Alex Caruso is getting a thirty-seven million dollar contract. Right. Like, like let's just be fair. He's a good energy, and that's another one for the Bulls, bro. Like honestly, he's a good energy to have on the court. He plays his heart out. Yeah, he does. Dude looks like he's forty-five. He he, he, he gives off. He gives off Delhi vibes. He gives off Matthew Delhi vibes. He's better than Delhi though, though. I would rather have Caruso. I don't know, man. I honestly do not know. I don't know. Oh, wow. I think Caruso is better overall. Like, I think he could score in more ways than Delhi could. And I definitely think that – I think they're kind of even on the defensive end. Because Delhi was pretty good on defense. You know what I mean? Oh, Delhi played his ass off on defense, and so does Caruso. So, they're, like, they're almost the same player. But, well – I think with that being said, we've talked about NBA free agency. We talked, we kind of got off topic a little bit. Talked about Giannis versus yeah, our, our, the we rest didn't of really the, plan on talking about the uh, NBA finals because we were so far past that. Right. Um, but we Bucks and six. We did do the pod so long that we wanted to get away from that, but I guess it's fair to get over our points uh, on that situation. Right. Um, gosh, what else is there to cover? The Olympics. The Olympics are big Holy right shit. now. It's I, I I admit this I I don't have much on the Olympics because I can't fucking watch them because I have work in the mornings now so I can't really stay up all night and watch hardly anything I'll catch a couple of minutes of the USA men's basketball team but other than that who are either gonna play Luka Doncic in the gold medal game or they're gonna play France yeah and who and who's on the France team like Nicholas Batum um, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert who have beaten so. USA since the Olympics started. Gosh. Oh, so, man. but hey, this I'm not. I want to cover this too. The USA men's basketball team has scared me. Who Especially was it? The couple for the first couple of losses. I I know those losses they had didn't really count because they were just um, exhibition. One exhibition of them did. Games. One of them did. I think the one to France actually counted. Uh, the one to France counted. Oh, I think man. it was some. It was something like. That. But like they're still in the gold medal game. But the losses to Australia and Nigeria, uh, those practice games, kind of like gave off a scare to some basketball fans. But I but mean, I still think they can win it. But do you know when the next game is supposed to be? When we play for gold? Um, it'd probably be in the next two or three days because I think France yeah, and okay, Slovenia are playing tonight. Um. Other crazy, uh, so a guy that I look up to, PFT comment, commenter from Barstool Sports himself. Um, I'm going to pull up this quote on my phone. I'm going to read exactly what he said. Because this has happened in the Olympics this year. A lot of, uh, apparently a lot of records are being broken, like yes. track. He actually, he, this is what he said, quote unquote. You want to know why all the track world records are being set? Question mark. There's nobody in the stands sucking up air, so there's more oxygen for the runners to breathe. I read that at like eight o'clock this morning, and I'm deciding that it's is this real? Because it seems so true, but it seems so false at the same time. 
because there's no because I don't think there's any fans at the events at the Olympics only because they're taking COVID very seriously still. Right. Apparently, COVID is I mean, Corona is still a thing and it's had another outbreak. But other than that, yeah, the Delta strand. Yeah. But yeah, how do you feel about that comment that PFT said? Like, do you think like? Do you think records are being broken because there's not many people there? And they're, they're I think it takes a stress up. level off of people. It I mean, you're still on the Olympic. You're still in the in the Olympics. Don't get me wrong. You're still nationally. It'll feel, it'll feel like you're at not even nationally. You're wor- you're globally televised. Everyone's watching you. You know what I mean. But this is the lowest. This, there's no people there. This is the lowest, at least in the United States, the lowest um, record or the lowest. What is it? Uh, uh, viewer turnout. In the last thirty-one years, I mean, it's 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 kind I, I, of. And I think I honestly, I only think because that that's only because it's in Tokyo, right? And it's the the time zones are so fucked over there, right? Because whatever I don't think it has anything doing, to do with political. People in America are sleeping already. I think there is a political fact to it, factor to it, but I don't think that's what's causing that. I really do think it's partially because of that, but. I honestly, th- but like other than the whole people not being there, um, I think the athletes are just getting better. Yeah, and, and that's one thing we have to look at. Like, and we could see a lot of people po- uh, pop positive. Athletes, if you look at athletes from back in the '60s, like you, you can look at pictures of like football teams from the '60s to now, or like track teams or basketball teams, and you could just look at body frames, and you could just tell. They're the they're specimens. The they're insane. Training we're getting, the hydration, the fluids that we're consuming, like just everything, just even technology itself is just making everything so much better. So are people a lot faster? Yes. Are people stronger? Yes. Are people mentally smarter? Hell yeah. So every, every year the sports go on, there's a new. There's a new technique. There's a new drill. There's a new something that somebody comes up with that changes crazy it. Crazy kind of athlete that just does everything insane. Right. Like I mean, twenty years ago, take Giannis for example. A player like Giannis would have been a center, and he would have been a post up and shoot a jump hook kind of guy. Not a take the ball from the top of the key, cross over somebody and dunk on some dude at, se- at basically seven foot. You know, same thing with Kevin yeah, Durant. Like the the it's like easy. Yeah, it's easy in the league now because I feel like there's so many players that are like six foot ten or taller and then that can handle and shoot the ball very well. Like so many players from Europe can do that. Now. These world records being broken are just gonna keep happening, keep happening, keep happening. You know, I've never seen how many. I mean, you don't know how many times. Like, listen, the Caleb Dressel swimmer from University of Florida, he was breaking records in college. Okay. Shout that, out to him. Yeah, honestly. He won five gold medals. Shout out, Flor- Shout out to Florida, actually. Florida would rank seventh in countries with just the University of Florida alone in medal count. That is insane. That's fucking crazy. In gold medals alone, with just Caleb Dressel, Caleb Dressel would have been re- tied for 13th that's for why, countries. That's why Florida is the best school to go to. They, they see everything school, bro. I've told everybody this. We, we, we breed everything. excellence. We make doctors, we make athletes, we make smart people. But that's aside the point. Um, we have 91 medals as a country. Mm-hmm. And we're second in gold, I believe. We're second in gold by five. By, we're yes. down five to China. China's in the lead for gold medals. But we're, we're, we have 11 more silvers 
and we have mm, 11 more bronzes. bronzes. So, like, 91 medals to place 91 times is insane. That is. You know, we make some of the best athletes in the world. We really do. A fun fact, you know, USA, I'm pretty sure I read this after. I remember now I'm kind of having like a deja vu with this Instagram post. Um, This was after the 2016 Olympics. There is a photo where America officially has like the most like athletes. And they have like, I'm pretty sure America has the most athletes in the Olympics. And we also have like the most fat people in the country. Yeah, or in the like, world. We were number one for like overweight people and number one in athletes with the Olympics. Well, like, our, we had the our obesity crisis the- is because of like our fast food chains. You know, yeah, and, how, and, and that's true. this that's whole true fucking. Too, it's just, cr- but you got, but I'm just saying, like, I right. wasn't trying to like throw anything bad out there but it, i've right. just seen a stat where it's like holy it's shit, insane that's insane yeah like how we're, we're on both ends of the spectrum <laughs> we're on both ends of the spectrum you know so it's it's crazy to think about um yeah that whole that whole florida being ranked seventh bro for countries yeah, is that, insane. that's got me excited like isn't that, that's just crazy that a university can produce that and obviously i'm talking more about it because i'm a gator fan and i want to just put it out there but like if any school was doing that and like if you like I think Stanford's next and Stanford has like 11 10 or 11 like Stanford yeah. still is putting like I mean Georgia's in there I think Georgia's ranked like the fifth university with well, Olympic athletes does the Georgia have uh, that one white runner who's wasn't he I don't I know you'd have to give me a name Olympics. I forgot what his name was but he I remember he was in high school and he was breaking like 100 yard dash 100 meter dashes like in high school or something like that and he runs for georgia so i wonder if he's a part of that situation but i don't know i haven't really been focused on the olympics that much if i had to be really honest right it's just Just because the fucked up time zones honestly it's hard to do it it really is especially Mm -hmm. when you're working but like i mean literally we literally we've placed in every single event we have a we have a medal in every single event which is insane you know, like I mean, fuck, we got a, we got a silver medal in equestrian shit. We got a, we placed bronze in soccer. We placed bronze twice in skateboarding, which I think we should have been higher. Like, how the fuck are we not higher for? Yeah, I feel like USA. Yeah, I feel like I didn't even know we had skating. You know what? I haven't even really. Okay, I could pull up the sports now. Okay. We won three v three basketball. On here, what? Golf's in there. We won gold in golf. We won gold in canoe. We, we won gold in fencing, which makes no fucking sense. And taekwondo. That's the one I really am like, how the fuck do we place gold in taekwondo? Like, I feel like that is a God. that is an a- Asian, a very strong Asian heritage sport. You know what I mean? How are we placing gold? I mean, we have a lot of Asian Americans that we have oh, a lot of Americans in general that take it. Coming back. Right. The Olympics. Shout out to her. Finishing She's silver. She is one of the best. Olympians of our time at such a young age. Like, if I had to rank, like, my favorite Olympians, I would say Michael Phelps and Simone Biles and Katie Ledecky. You see, I, I like Caleb Dressel the most because he's from Florida. Because he's from Florida. I but, like I, I like, Michael Phelps and freaking um, Simone Biles are in the top three for me, though, for sure. They set, they set an example for our country. They, they do. Really you know, and a lot of people were giving her hate. A lot of people were giving her hate. And... People don't realize, 
and you know what? I've been there. I've been a sports fan sides. who's done this. It's both sides of the spectrum. You know, on this topic you know what I mean? Like, because as a as an American, obviously, I want us to be good. I want us to win everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is you know, it's just patriotism. But my thing is with sports. I do this with college football, NFL. A player sits out. It pisses me off. You know what I mean? It pisses me off big. You know, like I'm like people sitting out for a bowl game pisses me off. But I understand it now the more I get older, you know, like it's a mental thing. It's a money thing. You know, don't if you're not going to be 100 percent, don't hurt your team. If you're not if you're trying to make money, if then this could hurt your draft stock. I understand you're not sitting or playing in a bowl game now. I completely understand that, you know, because mm-hmm. like winning a cotton bowl does not change your outlook on the draft. No, winning a national championship does. You know what I mean? But that's beside the point. I, I I think people get too caught up and I've been there and I've and I'll admit I've been there, but now I'm not. You know what I mean? Like now I understand, hey, they're sitting out, it's for them. They're human beings at the end of the day. We look at them as athletes and we look at them on a way higher pinnacle of human being than we do anybody else. You know what I mean? Same thing with politicians. Exactly. We do the same thing with any celebrities in general, movie stars, everything. We hold everything they do to a grain of sand. You know what I mean? And that's not the way it should be. At the end of the day, they have like it's the same thing with that runner from LSU. You know, she lost her mom, her way of coping it, coping with it was marijuana. Whether it's right or wrong, which I think we talked about this on the last podcast, it's wrong that a someone who did a I'm not going to say a recreational drug because she's not doing it. I don't think she was doing it like prescribed. I don't know anything about that. I'm not going to say that it was one way or the other if I'm not, you know, if I'm not fact-checking myself. But, you know, who are we to judge somebody for that? You know what I mean? We all, we all make mistakes in this world, and that's just the way one it thing, is. One thing with Simone Biles, it's like she's already proven herself to a point for sure. I think she's, she's one of my favorite Olympians all the time. Like, one of the greatest gymnastics she, uh, like it'd been one thing, like, if it, like I think it'd have been one thing if it was like her first time ever, and then like deciding not. To oh yeah, people were like, "Oh, she has to." She like she's like just some like prodigy, and we're like, "Oh, she has to. She has to compete for us to win gold." No, she's done her part, bro. But gosh, she could. But gosh, she could stand on gold medals and be on top of the world. She, she could stand on. Go, she could stand on gold medals and be fucking I mean, six Phelps feet. Realistically, could do that. I mean, Simone Miles could do the same damn thing for herself too. But and that dude smoked pot. Her. He admitted to smoking pot, not during the Olympics or anything. But he he used to do it at South Carolina, whenever he was yeah. swimming. Like I mean, listen, bro. Like everyone, and I'm not even saying like weed is like an out for people, but like everyone has their thing they like to do. You know, obviously, I like to drink. You know, and yeah, I've been doing it underage everybody. and I've been doing it illegally. And guess what? Like, I mean, that's the way that I like to speed. I love going fast in my car. I really do. But it's illegal. Guess what? You know, this the way it is. People have their we certain have thrills and people and you don't know how many times I've went and been pissed off in my car and gunned it somewhere. You know what I mean? And hit 100, hit 120. Mm-hmm. It's just like a thing that helps you cope. You know what I mean? And who am I to judge somebody for doing a drug that while it is illegal, in some states, it's legal in some, and by the rules, it's it's illegal in Olympic competition, which is stupid to me, because at the end of the day, how the fuck does it give you a competitive advantage? It doesn't. Uh, how does it? Honestly? Especially in track. Especially, Especially in, track. in track. Yeah, shout out to Shikari Richardson. If you could, I, I will say this. I'm pretty sure I've oh, said this God. before, but if you could smoke fucking pot... 
and run very fast on the track, and it doesn't affect your Almost set world records and set world record times for college athletes. And set world record times? Yeah, you, you are a crazy athlete. You Honestly. Are an insane athlete. You know? Like, I mean, it'd be different if it was like a – I don't even what – does, what does weed help you with athletically, sport-wise? Can you name anything? Helps you with coping? Helps you, like, calm down after a big game? Like – how is that? I mean, how, you know, like it, it, we, marijuana has to be used for a before and after effect. Like if you wanted to use marijuana for your game style, you would have to use it hours before and hours after. If you used it during, there's no way in hell it's going to be any help. Like say, for example, you're getting ready for a one o'clock NFL Sunday game and you smoke a blunt in your you car smoke at 1230. 12:30 p.m. Next thing you know, you're high as fuck, chilling on the sideline, and you're about to go out on the play field. And next thing you know, you're like, "What? What the fuck do I do?" Like, if you're on marijuana or if you're on any kind of drug, like you're gonna be slowed down during that time of performance. So you have to use it before or after. I don't think any players that would use it during, unless if you're like Josh Gordon, because I've only heard that Josh Gordon has done it like during somehow. So. Yeah. Well, and Percy Harvin used to do it to help with headaches. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's one thing, too. My like, like, for football, like, you're getting pounded every single day. So you're getting hit. You're hitting people. You know, it's a lot of pain that comes in, especially on the brain. Like, the concussion thing is a huge deal now. That That's what um, one of the big things now is using for marijuana for athletes, like, for concussions, concussions is a huge fucking thing. That's right. why Calvin Johnson admit, openly admitted using marijuana after every single game he's played was so he could avoid concussions. And we talked about this on the last pod when New Zealand, New Zealand was going to put a transgender in the female oh, weightlifting competition. Yeah. You know, and she, she ended up not placing. Uh, yeah. But how can you? I I don't think. I don't think it's fair to say someone can not compete because of weed, which does not help you athletically, which does not help you in any way, shape, or form in the competition. But when you're biologically a male and you have a higher muscle mass, higher muscle density, you know, it's proven that men can lift more when given the same training as women. You know, like that's an unfair advantage. Now, obviously, like I just said, she didn't place, which I'm not – I'm not going to – it's kind of weird to say I'm happy for that because, like, I don't want to ever wish somebody to, like, fail in a moment or anything like that. But it's just kind of like – it's kind of like a middle finger to that LSU runner. Like, because, like, you're allowing somebody to do something for the first time ever, which a lot of people are 50-50 on. A lot of people agree with it. A lot of people don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, weed is basically getting accepted almost everywhere. Maybe like the yeah, older like, older generation yeah, still the, struggling to uh, accept it, and uh, the, my parents are in that. You know, I I don't. It's not like I. Okay, I don't accept it. You're, yeah, personally, your situation is like you don't I don't accept like, it personally. I don't like it. Like that's just something I don't like. I have never judged anybody for, for doing music, it. Yeah, and I've never. Never, never said, "Oh, I'm not going to hang out with this dude because he smokes pot." That is not you the way to go about things. And now, if you were a freaking and child molester or something like that, that's totally different. That's a totally different spectrum. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather hang out with a stoner than a, a murderer. Master. Yeah, or a murderer. Exactly. 100%. You know what I mean? Or a drunk, like someone who's an alcoholic. You know what I mean? I'd rather hang out with yeah. somebody who's high. 
Yeah. First of all, they're funnier. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, like I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot less dangerous. But it's a, it's a lot less dangerous. It's a lot less dangerous than drinking alcohol. That's for sure. But um, let's let's talk on one more thing, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Awesome. Okay. Let's do it. Um, it's been a good podcast so far, but lately in the news, in the college football world, where your boy is mo- what your boy's most excited oh, for this for college football the season. Mo- this is the most important topic. Honestly, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big Twelve in twenty twenty five. And joining the SEC. They do not know whether they're going to be in the East or the West yet. Um, they might do some remorphing. They might send like Auburn to the uh, East. I've seen that. They might send, uh, I think, Arkansas to the East. Which would suck for the West because or the East. Because the East would then only literally have Florida and Georgia. And like if Tennessee ever got good again. But then in the West you would have Alabama, Texas A&M, Auburn, um, Oklahoma, Texas. Like yeah. that's a that's a stacked conference side of the conference, you know what I mean? But that is. I'm gonna say my feelings about it first, and then I'll let Eric take the floor. Um, I partially I'm like split. I like it, but I don't like it. I like it on the part of because I think the SEC is trying to make a conference of their own, like a, a division of their own. Like they're trying to leave the NCAA. They're trying to get all the big major teams to come to the SEC. And they're trying to break off from the NCAA because the NCAA has a lot of sanctions, a lot of violations that a lot of athletic commissions, athletic directors, schools in general don't agree with. And, you know, for the long time, it was the letting players, you know, uh, acquire money off of their likeness. You know, a lot of like not being able to make money off of their autographs, stuff like that. And I think the SEC has different rules about that that they would like to implement. Um, the reason Especially I don't like now with uh... go ahead. Especially now with athletes now being allowed to be paid. Like college athletes can now make profits off NILs and um, social media brands that they do now. Like They can make money in any way possible now. Which I like and don't like. I'm happy for the kids. I say kids. I'm, kids. I'm I'm twenty, kids about to like be twenty-one. Bryce Young, who's getting a million dollars in nil deals, and he ain't even played a single snap. Bro, yet. and and Nick Saban used that as a recruiting tactic in Texas, bro. He literally said this kid has been on my bench for the last year, and he's already about to make a million dollars. You know, that's literally going to help ruin college football. And we got into uh, I got into an argument with one of um our friends in a group chat on Instagram about it. You know, if Missouri cannot offer. The same publicity, exposure, etc., whatever you want to say it, that Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, all these other schools can. Tennessee at this point cannot provide the same exposure that Florida and Georgia and Alabama can. Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, um, did I already say Clemson? Clemson, Oregon, um, USC, Notre Dame, Dame, all these schools are really big, right? They have so much power when it comes to recruiting as it is. Because of their winning and because of how big their school is and because of their how much money they can put into their facilities, because of their head coach, you know, there's a lot of things that go into recruiting. Not only where you want to play, their style, and what university looks the best. You know what I mean? Now there's a different aspect to it. There's a different aspect of how much money can I make? Who's going to make me the most money? Because like, there's a lot of college athletes that are five stars going into college and don't make the NFL. There's a lot of them. You know what I mean? There's a big chance that there, I mean, it's like what less than a two percent chance that you make the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's insanely it's it's, it's insanely low. So make your money while you can. I respect that, bro. Like you know, if you if I'm not gonna say, oh, you shouldn't take the money. Take the but money, bro. Get your bread. 
But it can ruin college ruin football. Players going into the league now. You know what I mean? Like if you're you're sitting here, Vanderbilt. Because honestly, some of these players' goal is to make a lifetime of money and then you know just chill out for the rest of their lives. That's most people's dreams is to make enough money at some point in their life and just chill out for the rest of their lives. And right. Their life. And I think it's going to ruin it because so now these teams like Clemson. Go ahead. Such a, could that like some of these players like they're going to be such a year, early young age. Like at twenty years old, they're already going to be making millions of dollars in college. They're like, "What the fuck do I need to go to the league for? I've already made millions of dollars in college." I mean, the only way you can look at it is making more money. If they want to make more money, that's the mindset. But it depends how the mindset works. Like, a player is going to look at it like one player could look at it like, "Hey, I'm going to make more money playing college and NFL." Or some players can look at it, or some athletes can look at it and be like, "Okay, I can make my millions of college, get my degree, do what I want to do that makes me happy." For the rest of my life, and then not have to worry about football. Exactly, not have to worry about football. You know, it's a it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. But you know what I'm yeah, yeah, what well, I'm worried about. You know, like okay, there's a lot. We we went to high school with kids who are getting recruited, who have been recruited, who have went places, who will never make the NBA, who will never or make or or make the NFL or make the MLB, anything like that, right? And they're literally just getting a degree for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is a great thing. Scholarships are great. I feel like if you make a certain threshold from NIE or NLE deals, whatever, you, I don't know what it is, NIE, whatever it is. Um, uh, NIL, NIL. NIL, thank you. From NIL do, deals, your scholarship should be revoked and you should have to pay for it. If you're making $900,000 in the span of five or six months, you should pay for your own college. You should pay for your own college. You're taking a scholarship away from a kid. Because you're only allowed to have like 72 scholarship players on a roster. Does this put the NCAA out of business too, eventually? It doesn't put the NCAA out of business because at the end of the day, the NCAA is going to make money off of the broadcasting, off of merchandise, off of all of this. Yeah, but the now back, back, back to the Texas, yeah. now back to the Texas Oklahoma thing. This that could this could be the this could be the start of the end. Because if. You get Clemson, Florida State new, from the ACC. So this is officially the new era. If you get Clemson and Florida State out of the ACC and get them into the SEC, you get Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State out of the Big 12 or the Big 10. You get Oregon, USC, UCLA out of the Pac-12. You know, you get all these big teams, right, into the SEC. Those are the big money grabbers. Those are the big money grabbers, but you know that's who everyone's gonna want to watch. So weird if USC and Oregon were in the fucking SEC when they're it would. on the West Coast. Well, okay, that's the thing with the Big Twelve. West Virginia's on the uh, the Atlantic Coast, and everybody else is in the middle of the fucking country. Yeah, you know that, they yeah, they've done and and you know for the SEC for a while, like I mean, it was Alabama was the farthest border you went. Now it's Texas. Yeah, now you know now so, like they're starting. To, well, well, no, they're Texas A and M, but now you're expanding because someone was bringing it up to me at, at work, and they were like, "Oh, well." That's so far to go for a game. We already do that with Texas A&M. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, is it rough? But it's not like NBA where you're sitting there. If if pro players can do it, why can't a college athlete do it? Exactly. You know what I mean? If you can get on a plane Friday, because they, they, they already get leeway when it comes to classes. Not like grade-wise. If you have a game Saturday and you have to leave Friday and you have to be in class Friday, they're going to let you retake the test. You are a student athlete for the University of Florida, University of Georgia, whatever school you are. They're not going to hold that you against that because you are only there because of your scholarship and your football playing or your basketball playing skills. That's the way it is. But the thing is, 
people are like, oh, well, this is going to be so far to, to fly. NFL, NBA, MLB, all these p- players already do that. And the NBA, they do back-to-backs. They literally go to Milwaukee and then go to Wisconsin. Or not Wisconsin, I'm sorry, the Miami. I don't know why I said Wisconsin. They go to, no, they yeah, go to yeah, Miami. One night they'll be in Miami, one night they'll be in... Uh, fucking Antonio, yeah, right, like they'll be in Denver, like it's crazy. Now they don't have the school to worry about, which is rough. But for the for the college football aspect, you play one game a week. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you have practice, and then you have school. And people don't realize how much being a student athlete really is. No, it's hard. It is hard. Easy. You know, like I mean, your your schedule is loaded. But I don't think that they're going to stop bringing teams into the SEC because of distance or because of the, the SEC wants to, the SEC is, is, is projected what teams they can profit off of. when 2025 hits, they are projected to make $1.3 billion. That's fucking crazy. Every team in the SEC voted unanimously, unanimously to accept Texas and Oklahoma. And that's including Texas A&M, who is a huge rival of Texas. Mm-hmm. Florida would probably still vote for Florida state to come in. That's possible, too, in the future. You know, and a good thing about it is it takes away cupcake games in the SEC. Florida opens yeah, up this does. year against a cupcake, and week three we yeah. play Alabama. Okay? But if you <laughs> add more conference games, you take away one of those. Because we, we usually get three cupcake games. We get two at the beginning of the season and one right before Florida State because our conference schedule ends two weeks before Florida State. So if you, if you build it like this and you're going to have – what, we play eight conference games usually? You make it to where there's nine now. You know, that's three games now, and one is going to be a rivalry game because Georgia's still going to play Georgia Tech. You know, Texas is – or not Texas. Oh, Ohio State and Michigan are in the same conference. There's very few out-of-conference games last week of the season that are actually huge. Um, mm-hmm. The Florida-Florida State was probably the biggest one, you know, for rivalry week. But, you know – they're still they're gonna they're gonna try to make it where they can have the rivalry games still because the rivalry games are big draws. They're still gonna have Texas Oklahoma. They're still gonna have Texas Texas A and M. They're still gonna have Alabama Auburn. They're, they'll they'll work their way around the schedule. They have no problem doing that. But oh yeah, because there's protected rivals in in the SEC like LSU and Florida play every year. It used to be LSU and Auburn we'd catch from the West, but when we added, I don't know who we added in. To the 2000s that changed. It wasn't Missouri and Texas A&M that changed that. Because um, we were we stopped playing Auburn before then. We stopped playing at Auburn in like the 2000s. But Auburn had had a longer rivalry with Georgia than they had with Florida. So that Auburn kept Georgia. And we had had a longer rivalry with LSU. So we kept LSU. So they're still. I think they'll still keep those games. But, you know, there's only so many games you can keep. Yeah, that's you know, weird. like... Alabama and te- Tennessee have a lot of rivals. Because of every team that SEC is going to play each other, it's going to be like a 17-18 game schedule. Which I don't think they will do that. I think they'll still te- keep it like 12. But I think another thing, the reason SEC is doing it is because of the playoff, uh, the playoff bracket. I don't think yeah. they want to go to 12. I think they want 8. You know, and I think they're, they're, fi- they're usually fine with 4. But 4... Because, I mean, they, they've gotten two teams in, what, once or twice now? Once? Twice? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, they've had Georgia and Alabama in it. So, like, you always have Alabama showing up. You know, it's just, I don't know. I just think that the SEC wants to rule. And I have no problem with that because if it, I think it, it, will, it will make college football, like, to have just packed, packed games every season. Like, every season, you're t- like, for 10 or 11 weeks straight, you're sitting there playing the best of the best. Yeah. You know, 
that that will be a really cool thing. But a part of college football that's really cool, bro, is when Appalachian State beats, beats Michigan or Tulsa beats Oregon or what you know that's a really big Toledo thing beats Georgia yeah yeah like those are big those are big matchups they're not big matchups those are big the upsets the Cinderella's are such a cool thing in college football bro you know mm. what I mean it's just I don't know do you have any thoughts on it before we wrap up I think you covered most of it for me honestly I think me and you feel both the same way about it it could be good yeah it yeah, could be bad and we're gonna have to find out because they're joining in 2025 so Yep, it'll be four years down the road. Yeah, so Florida got to win one before 2025. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we got to. But. All right, well, all right, ladies and gents, that's going to wrap up DB Sports Episode 10. Um, Don, you got anything to say? Um, Other than apologizing, no. Um, yeah, we really appreciate yeah, y'all. We sincerely apologize to anybody who actually listens on here. Yeah, but like we said, when we get – we're planning on moving in any time between September 1st and September 10th. Um. As soon as that happens, like I said, we're going to start posting on YouTube. We're going to start really getting this thing underway. We're going to start actually taking this thing serious, serious. Like, I, I still think we take it serious to a point now. But it's hard with all of us working and being so far away from each other and having different schedules. You know, I'm in school. You know, it's a little it's a little rough. So, But we appreciate y'all's patience with us, and we hope you continue to listen. And whenever the YouTube channel comes out, please go and you know, drop a little subscribe. Watch the video. You know, add us on Spotify. You know, you know, help help out the boys so we can keep doing this. We'd really appreciate it. All right, it's got the cue.